Oh, this episode of Cinema Swirl is brought to you with the support of our wonderful backers over at patreon.com forward slash cinema swirl. $5 OTP backers get access to every episode of Cinema Swill, where we review bad movies. However, this month on the Patreon, things are a little bit different, but not any less exciting. I shall let myself and Kevin explain that later on in this episode. Right, let's get swirling. Cinema Swirl! Put the lime in the lemon! It's episode number 97, coming to you from the citric acid-filled streets of Hollywood, California, where me, Captain Kevin, take my OTP Sam Chaplin <laughs> through all them movies that he's not seen, Vishamin seen! Hello, Sam! Hello, Kevin. How are you doing? Are you all right? I'm, I'm glad to be here on the juicy, lemony, citrusy swirl here talking about movies and i've got a bit i've got a bitter taste in my mouth in a good Beer way was the rhyme and tart was the intention and acidic is the nature of this most contentious episode of cinema swirl that we have literally had to sit down and do a full-scale debrief because yes. we want to get to the bottom of what's going on here, Sam. Can you set the scene for why we're where we're at with Godzilla? The movie's Godzilla. So we are reviewing Godzilla, is what's happening. There is no doubt about that. We shall be reviewing Godzilla. Unquestionably. However. However. I know that Kevin likes Godzilla, all right? And... I thought, and we've had look, we've had a little bit of a break recording schedule wise, so we're coming back. And I thought, you know what, give give Kevin a little little bit of a treat as a nice little welcome back present. Thank you, thank you. And we asked for suggestions of big movies. We got some mention of Godzilla. I liked that. I thought this is perfect, right? So we're gonna do all the Godzillas, right? And they all fit. They all fit the brief. So we had Godzilla 1954, the original Japanese. Yeah, I should Godzilla. say that as well. When, when Sam says all the Godzillas, he doesn't mean like the great back catalogue no, and no. canon of all the Godzilla movies. He means the three movies that have the name Godzilla. Godzilla. Yeah. Which I believe started off as a head-to-head, and then you were like, there's a third one also called Godzilla, and I'm not going to lie, Sam, the allure of having a three-way vote where all of them had the same title was so alluring and yep. so, so fun that I didn't stop for a second to think about <laughs> the nature of anything that would come after it. Oh. I was at a live show in London. I was up in the high society, and Sam's like, yo, Godzilla. I'm like, yeah, what? that's perfect. <laughs> yeah, <didn't>, whatever. <laughs> didn't. Sure. I'm not saying you voted for the wrong one, but you have put us in a jimmy of a pickle, which we ourselves have created. Yes, we have created it. So all, all the Godzillas are here, okay? That's what you need to know. They're all, they're all here, the whole gang. They're all here, and they're all eligible. Right? Even Godzilla 2014 came out weeks before we started doing Cinema Swirl. Weeks. A matter of weeks. Weeks. A matter of weeks, but it still... That's the cutoff. Still counts. And people are saying Shin Godzilla. No, that came out afterwards, all right? And we've got our weird rules... Too late. ...that we've never been known to bend or change. <laughs> and so we have included Our those bendable three. rules are ironclad, Sam. <laughs> that is known. 
Yes. Uh, now, I would argue, as someone who doesn't know much, that it was a fair vote. It was a reasonable vote. It was absolutely on me to raise my hand and go, yep. you know what? This may, as previously stated, cause a deal of a pickle in the aftermath of this because I was left scratching my head going, well, Godzilla 1998 is generally considered to be one of the worst Godzilla entities of all time. Yeah. But it's also made over 200 million in the box office. Yeah. And there's been times where we said if something is successful, that means it's big. Ergo, it should be on Cinema's Swirl. But it feels like something of an acute betrayal of the origin and the culture from where Godzilla came <laughs> to put the 1955 classic on the back foot as your first foray into the world of King Lizard. Okay, well, look, would you permit me to briefly step into Sam Chaplin's controversy corner for a second? I feel like I need to here. Is that all right with okay. you? Okay, well, who, okay. am I allowed I'm, to I'm do right, that? I'm all right going to controversy corner, but which Sam Chaplin am I going to get? Am I going to get <laughs> Sam Sam Chaplin who did this vote? Or am I going to get the dreaded, oft-heard-of bag Chaplin who uh, any old shit goes with him as far as I've seen? Look, I'm just going to say what I want to say. No filter apart from the obvious filters that I have in my brain that filter out bad things that no one wants to hear. Right, so And we, we sometimes apply a filter to remove <laughs> light hisses and hums yes, from the yeah. audio tracks as well. Yeah, uh, so no filter apart from the high pass, low pass, some compression, some EQ stuff. So here we go. I'm going to read out some comments that we've had regarding this vote and how controversial it's been. Is this technically a mailbag segment then? It's sort of the mailbag. So well, play the jingle a bit in the background. We'll just kind of... <laughs> <laughs> a piss! A piss! <laughs> I think I finally passed the torch of most unreasonable requests for music from myself to you. <laughs> play the mailbag a bit um, in the background. A bit. Okay, I'm just going to no, read... No, not like that! No, I'm going to read some comments that came in regarding this vote. I'm not going to name names, but you know who you are, all right? Because, Sam, if you'd be naming names, then you'd be naming and shaming, and that's not what we're about here. It's a shame-free zone. But shame on all of you, particularly <laughs> yes. me, for allowing this to happen. So... Unfortunately, it looks like this vote is being sabotaged for a movie that belongs on Swill. This should definitely be a cinema Swill. See, the problem here is you've got all these people voting for 98 because they want a free Swill. Made my oh. vote. But 98 seems more like Swill material than the other two. I'll be listening regardless. 1998 is Swill fodder, surely. I know there are some dodgy Japanese ones, but 1998 takes the cake. 1998 should be on Swill. I feel like this poll has been influenced by Jamiroquai. I'm not sure what that one is. <laughs> Godzilla 98 <laughs> would have been the shoe-in Swill counterpart. Odd to include it here. Odd to include it. Odd! Oh no, people are going for the uh, for the meme pick. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> regarding the three in order, this is Cinema Swirl, Swill, and Swall Right. Now that's just... Swall Right! <laughs> that's the new series coming soon. I like that. I like that a lot. So what I will say is that this is controversial. It is. But despite that, Godzilla 1998 clearly won not by loads clearly won clearly but, won but clearly won there's no doubt in it at all now i'm gonna say my piece i'm gonna say what i think about this and i would say that bad movies we've got to remember this can be on cinema swell that's it's all true. right that's true that has happened and i think from what i see i don't know everything i think godzilla 1998 was sort of a big movie culturally i don't know if it was oh, it a was. massive it success was. but it was 
So it is eligible. And it just is. because it is apparently bad, and I, I don't know that, apparently bad, does that mean it should be removed, <laughs> stricken from eligibility for swirl? I, I don't know, but I don't think so. Maybe we could come to some sort of like a middle ground here where we're allowed to do it as a swirl, but you know like how Russia aren't allowed to have their flag at the Olympics. <laughs> we have a placeholder episode artwork instead just plain white where it's like f- film review podcast godzilla or whatever it is you know that's where okay uh, now here's a again a, a further admission of me being the guy who should have really known better in this situation yes. but i was just excited to review some godzilla because Whoa. those who followed my podcasting career closely have known this is something of a blind spot for me right. i have in the past on two separate occasions recorded what I consider to be pretty decent pilots for Godzilla podcasts with friends that have, for whatever reason, never materialized because the files have gotten corrupted or disappeared, whatever it is. Such is my thirst for the big man from Tokyo Mm. that I just said, yeah, whatever, man, put them all in. I didn't think for a second what I would be doing to the nature of the votes because I feel, Sam, there are going to be people now who are wanting to see what has been voted for come forward and be reviewed here but i'm also cognizant of the fact that there are people who didn't vote for this who think that is maybe a betrayal of everything we stand for we've basically got a regular brexit donnybrook (laughs) on our hands folks are you proposing a second referendum or not kevin be clear now in front of everyone okay look there's the choice is very clear okay yeah either strong and stable podcasting with (laughs) me me and sam chaplin or a coalition of chaos with the cinema (laughs) world fan base Which is made up of literally thousands of people. And it would yeah. be an awful way to run a show. Imagine the uh. fucking Slack chats. Good Lord in heaven. So here's what's going to happen. Mm. All right? This is fair. And I'm declaring this to be fair. Okay. Okay? And if I declare it to be fair, that means I defer it. And that means it is absolutely set in stone. Okay. You've all voted for Godzilla 1998. I don't think anyone who's voted for Godzilla 1998 is going to dispute the fact that it is considered to be in some way, shape, or form at least a bad movie. But people don't want to see it behind the paywall. And also, I feel like there needs to be a balancing out here. What I'm proposing, Sam, is that now this episode of Cinema Swirl technically is put on ice. Freeze it. Ice. Hold on. When we go to your... Oh, what, what have we just been doing? So we we th- we have been recording Cinema Swirl, but that is now on ice. We're now that's on ice. now on ice. Okay, okay. That was that was the first bit of episode ninety seven of beloved film review podcast Cinema, Cinema Swirl. Swirl. Yeah, and what I'm saying right here, right now, <laughs> we're going to honor your vote, but this is going to be episode forty five of Cinema Swirl, and you better play that music right this goddamn second. Okay. Well. I- <laughs> I feel like maybe we should play it as we go into the the film. Yeah, uh, like this, yeah, this, yeah, yeah. But we, yeah. So okay. So we're now, well, we will be in Cinema Swill territory here on the main feed, right? So yeah. are, are you therefore proposing that Cinema Swirl Godzilla nineteen fifty four? goes yes. behind the paywall so the rest yes. of this on ice episode is defrosted on patreon.com forward slash cinema swirl exactly yeah and that's why i think this is a great compromise <laughs> because my great compromise involves putting a free product behind a paywall yeah but giving you a paywalled product for free at the same time and you've gotten a bit of the of the the free one here already yeah so it's not a scam it's absolutely fine and i think this is 
what we in the business like to call a compromise. Yes. I th- I feel like a compromise has been reached and I'm neither confused nor unhappy and I can't imagine any of our listeners will be. <laughs> so this, now, this I is know great. what you're thinking right now. If mm. that first bit was episode 97 and the next bit's going to be episode 45 of a different show, yeah. what's this bit right now? This is basically <laughs> like the wild blue yonder. This is like, this is fucking, we can talk about anything here, Sam. We can finally let the world know what we think about all the hot button issues of the day. We're in international waters, Lord don't apply here <laughs> let's just go, go crazy this is cinema swirl as you've never seen it this is uh, kevin and sam unplugged and unchained off the <laughs> leash which was attached to an even longer chain which you didn't even realize what i would ask kevin is that given that you've tried to record godzilla podcasts before and they have for whatever reason had issues and not been released and that now mm-hmm. we're facing this um democratic nightmare <laughs> I tell you what we are facing, though, is we're facing a double bill of Godzilla, which I feel really happy about because I spent all this time going, oh, no, we're going to review this or review that. We're doing them both. It's fine. I'm happy. It's okay. Don't worry, everyone. It's fine. It's a double biller of Godzilla. But do you feel (laughs) that Godzilla, for you, is perhaps cursed in some way? Yes. Yes. Okay. Um, yes we- unquestionably yes i like i don't know what it is about godzilla where i feel like even my fandom with godzilla has never been fully actualized the way i've wanted it to since i was like seven years old basically i felt like i've been chasing the metaphorical dragon of being a proper godzilla fan my entire life and i feel like when i became a podcaster well easy peasy quids in this is how you're gonna do it. you're gonna be able to watch all the godzilla now and yeah. every single time i put microphone to godzilla mouth the fucking stupid shit happens yep. and yes it's mostly my my fault but that shouldn't preclude me from becoming the godzilla fan that i know that i am deep down inside well kevin good news as far as i'm aware we shall be watching goodzilla <laughs> we shall be watching goodzilla and badzilla are coming at you double bill i mean that's what we should split this into goodzilla and badzilla but we, we shall be watching godzilla uh, yes. two times in different ways yes and that will officially be in happening that, in, in different ways being that they are different movies yes they're different movies but they're both called godzilla now i i mean we could we could do the classic cinema swirl i know we're in the kind of nether world where we're, we're not we're between both swirl and swirl and yeah, I no, feel like there should be an ominous real. droning playing in the background here or something like okay. that, you know? I'll find something. Sam, I know that we are obviously in the, the ominous nether where nothing is real or unreal at the moment. And this is not for any one particular podcast. Yep. But Godzilla growing up, did you know anything about the big man from Toki City, the big fella? I mean, did you did you see any Godzillas? Are you are you a complete Godzilla virgin in this sense? Are you untouched by the big man? I've seen Cloverfield, which look is is not Godzilla, but I think it's along the same lines. Is there anything from J.J. Abrams that you have not seen? <laughs> A few, a few, quite a lot of his film work, but I, I know what you're getting at. And maybe the Black Smoke Monster from Lost is in its own way a kind of Godzilla-type figure. Kaiju. Uh, kaiju, please use the correct terminology, sorry, Sam. A, a kaiju. But I don't know much about Godzilla, but I kind of, you know, is is he a dinosaur? Is he a, a he? dinosaur? Is What is Godzilla? It's just a big, a big, massive monster yeah. who walks through the streets, but he's big. So the streets are little, and he not he kicks everything over. It causes a fucking nightmare. Yeah, but what? Like you're talking about King Kong, basically at the moment. What makes yeah. Godzilla like? Has he got any unique attacks or any sort of? Is there anything he can do, for instance? Can he breathe fire? Is it like a kind of dragon he dinosaur? He can breathe a fire of sorts. Yes. Okay. What noise does Godzilla make? 
Ooh. Uh, I, I, look, I can, I can kind of hear it in my head, but whether I can yeah. make that noise in my head come out of my mouth is another story. But that's where the sweetest sauce of all lies, Sam, Let so me, please. Okay, so this is... Okay. Godzilla. <coughs> God- Godzilla. Godzilla with a message <laughs> for the ladies. <laughs> okay. <sighs> no, um... <laughs> oh. Oh. <laughs> What? No, I can't. I, look, it didn't. I, I genuinely, I had my eyes closed a little bit there. Thought that was going to be did, great, yeah. and it, it, but it's kind of like a. You've kind of got like or two D two when he's been like fucked up a bit, like you know, or two D two when he's not downloaded his latest software update. That's kind of what I'm getting from your yeah. your, your yelps. It's not a million miles away from my Chewbacca back in the day. Yeah, I was I was going to say that, but I thought that I've made that comparison so many times that it's going to create a mental block for you that anytime you try to imitate anything, you go, bah, 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 and I don't think that'll do you any favors in life, Sam. Uh, here, <laughs> here's a question. Godzilla, friend or foe? To who? Man. Um, Our buildings, man? Buildings have got man in there. Man, man has always loved his buildings. <sighs> I mean, I, I obviously seen as fiend, but I get the sense that he's just a you know a kind of fish out of water. He doesn't know what's happening. Oh, he don't mean no harm, is no, it? That ish. He's just in his circumstances and doesn't know what's going on. You know, if you suddenly became massive, you'd knock over things and everyone would be scared of you. you mean, suddenly became? You and I are already massive. <laughs> okay, we knock you, over shit all the time. If you, yeah. But I, yeah. I guess I'm not seen as a fiend. <laughs> <laughs> but on a foe. Uh, tell, I, tell the guys <laughs> down at the rival ice hockey team well, to the Nottingham ice yeah. hockey team, those fans will have things to say about you. The fan of Nottingham ice hockey. I'd love to see Godzilla versus the Sheffield Steelers. <laughs> I think that would be a good film. Well, I think their teamwork, you know, overall they could overcome them, I think. And yeah. Particularly if they were playing at the home field advantage, a.k.a. on the ice. So I think Godzilla doesn't have the home field advantage, to, to borrow that metaphor. And he is he's not expecting to be on Earth or on land and... He's just freaking out. Where's he from, Godzilla? Like, is he from Earth? Or is he Hell? from space? <laughs> is he from beyond? Hell? Is he a, is he a demon? Or what, what would you, uh, how would you describe? What do you reckon the origin or the nature of Godzilla is? He could be an alien. He could be from space. Mm. I feel like he hatched from an egg. Okay. Where was that egg is a different question. That's a real Godzilla or the egg question, though, Sam, yeah. in fairness. It's, uh, it's difficult to answer. Or is he science going too far? That is another oh. possible origin story for Godzilla. I wonder if the Godzilla origin changes on a film-by-film basis. I wonder okay. if there's yep. some variation there. Is he a mutant? Well, what is he? I don't know. He, but he's he, he, he feels dinosaur-adjacent. He yeah. feels natural but he feels of nature are you thinking this is like you mentioned nature there so do you think Mm. this is going to be like kind of a like a a balls to the wall action type of a movie where it's like you know stuff been ripped down and ah we gotta stop godzilla or do you think it's gonna be more like kind of that clover feel like it's almost like a horror kind of you know following you know the ground level what it's like well, this is the thing. You've got to have some kind of... If, you, if you're doing a story that's essentially there is a big monster on the loose and we've got to take him down, you've got to have some people on the ground who you're invested in. And I would imagine in this American Godzilla film from 1998, we've got kind of action hero type people trying to take down Godzilla. There's not too much story to the fact that Godzilla is smashing shit up 
and we got to stop him. So I'm hoping the real story comes from the people trying to stop him and trying to under trying to understand him. You know, understand him. What does he yeah. want? Yeah. What? What do you think he has an ultimate desire, Godzilla? What does Godzilla want? Like, if 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 he has a goal, what does he want to achieve? What does Godzilla want to achieve? Probably peace. You know. He just wants to be left alone. Oh, he wants peace for himself. He's not like going around the UN and getting him around the table. <laughs> no, like, no. no, maybe he wants to go home. Um, but, you know, in terms of what I would do if I was tasked with taking down Godzilla is I would do what no, yeah. one, no one thought to do. And that is pass Godzilla the talking pillow and let him speak oh, and give him an opportunity to voice his Give him a moment, sign. yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but you think that's all going to work out and then they put the honesty box in front of Godzilla and he has to tell us what he really thinks. <laughs> and all the questions in that box are designed to basically make Godzilla fight humans and it's not really fair, actually, when you think about it. It's just the producers playing a game on him. Side note, did you watch last night? That was... Fucking... That was the Red Wedding of fucking... All incredible. Timer. All t- There's like an episode of Below Deck Med that took place during the pandemic where Roy Orbison's grandson chartered the boat and he has a full on <laughs> mental breakdown. Like he's literally naked at the dinner table going, <laughs> and his wife is like, please just go to fucking sleep. That was originally like the, the Hall of Fame horrible yeah. reality show episode. Last night, wow. Wow. Like, yeah. That's like all of the spiciest bits of the last three seasons of Australia all in one dinner party. Yeah. We're talking about Married at First Sight UK. I kind of want to include this in the episode so I'm gonna, in this oh, nether world. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's important. Back to Godzilla. We've got to take him down. We've got to work together. And I feel like that's going to be the crux of the story. And you're, you're talking about the American version now. So you think this is going to be a kind of a heartwarming affair of some sort? Well, I, more like a kind of people rallying together to to do the right thing i feel like nations are going to have to work together on this and that's always a, a tricky subject right trying to get people together to help So you're reckoning the american one which we're going to review for cinema swill is going to include action adventure people coming around from all over the world to join up together yeah almost like an independence day scenario interesting given the director i was wondering oh. what you expect from the Japanese version of it, do you think it's going to be a rah-rah similar thing? We're all coming together to overcome Godzilla? I mean, obviously, we have a bit of a tendency to avoid ye old and black and white times. Old shit. But I don't know. It, old shit. But Japanese old shit. I don't mean, do you, could you even guess what you reckon the, the angle's going to be? Because it is the original Godzilla, I guess. So, you know. I don't feel like it's going to be loads different. In terms of the yeah. kind of core concept, Godzilla's here, mm. he's smashing everything up, what are we going to do to sort that out? You know, you were saying that thing about like how, oh, this is the American one with the, uh, I guess, the director of Independence Day, we're going to be rallying around Yeehaw. But I mean, like that, surely that has to be the plot in the Japanese one, but I, maybe it's not. Oh. Guess we're going to have to find out by watching that movie and finishing the episode 97 of Cinema Swirl <laughs> over at patreon.com forward slash cinema swirl. But for now, let's go play the Cinema Swirl theme because now we're going to start Cinema Swirl. This next bit is episode 45 of Cinema Swirl, which is Godzilla brackets 1998. I hope you're all excited and ready for your free premium content that has been delivered in the worst <laughs> humanly way possible <laughs> let's go do that thing
a swill. That ain't how you use your fork and knife. It's episode <laughs> number 45, coming to you from the seldom used cutlery drawer of Hollywood, California, full of the old dirty sporks and avocado slicers and other bits that you never use of bad movies. Hello, it's me, your old pal, Captain Kevin, chartering a course through, I mean, a batard that we've hoisted ourselves by, by my yeah. own. TP Sam Chaplin. Sam, we're looking at a very smelly movie today. Yes, welcome to a regular episode of Cinema Swell, where we're just looking at a bad movie. Uh, we'll we watch Godzilla, Godzilla 98, which is, that feels like it belongs on the swell, am I right? It's, it's a proper swell movie. There we go. All I'll say is that when it's a movie that has a section on Wikipedia where it's like, critical response and mm. then it's like the cast's response and then the crew's response <laughs> oh, as well yeah you know yeah when tom cruise is getting the response you know it's, it's really <laughs> <laughs> and his response is i'll have another please because he treats his godzilla legacy sequels like he does takeaway curries yeah, yeah, yeah. one isn't enough amigo so yeah this is obviously very clearly cinema swill worthy and that's why we're here you know it's cinema swill talking about this now, I know earlier on, on this very broadcast, you may have heard some other podcasts and some other gubbins and dealings. I sat down with Joe the intern while I was watching this movie, Sam, and I explained mm. the situation to her. And I don't think I've ever seen her look as confused in my entire <laughs> life. So then I explained the situation again a second and then in a third time, I mm. got confused myself. Right. And she suggested that perhaps we could have a companion podcast to explain the correct <laughs> way in which to digest this new cinema swirl slash swill content. Because I do think you might need some okay. sort of a manual. So an additional supplementary episode that explains what you're listening to and how you should listen to it and in, in what order, yeah. when. Maybe yeah. hosted by Sue Perkins or something like sure, that, you sure. know, where yeah, we yeah. could dive into the lore and all that, you know, get yep. some celebs on, things like that. But here we are with a Godzilla from 1998. And mm. what's interesting about this movie is that despite it having a, a stinky reputation and all that, I do believe this was responsible for young wee Kevin being flooded with Godzilla Godzilla imagery as a young boy because I remember the BBC and Channel 4 and all mm. that would be showing late night Godzilla movies there was a lot of hype around this I would have been like nine or so I guess when this came out okay but f for you did you remember the flood of Godzilla the media onslaught of the late 90s I remember the hype train around this vaguely I remember mm -hmm. sort of the, the poster and the font and the I, it was advertised heavily I think relentlessly I would say yes you know? yes like you that that Godzilla eye, I felt like I saw that everywhere, you know? Yeah. I think it's still on some buses out in Mullingar. I'm not even sure, like, <laughs> but, you know, that was a big part of it. Do you remember any of the music that was associated with it? Because I feel this was one of the, the, the period of time where big budget music videos coming out just supplement the blockbuster release. I feel like I should do, but maybe I, it was like slightly before my music video watching mm -hmm. peak time, just because I, I've read about this soundtrack album and these singles that came out to support this film, and I don't really recognise them. And I thought they'd be in... No, I, I recognise like the songs and the artists, but I, I thought they'd be in the movie. But it's one of those soundtracks oh. where they're just like... They might have been on the credits. To be honest, I didn't watch all the way through Sam. the credits. Sam, guess what? Both of the big hit singles, that's what I love about this, the, the confidence, it's so 1998 Hollywood mm. where it's like, you know what? There's not one, 
There's two big blockbuster two big singles. singles associated with this. Yeah. And they're both used in the movie as diagenetic, diet, dietetic, diagetic, di- diagetic, di- The heating <laughs> levels are off the goddamn charts. <laughs> Diagetically incorporated right. into the fabric of this, frankly, very, very long movie. So do you like hear them on the radio or something, or they're like in the background at a party? Sam, I got you covered here okay, as we're sure. going through. All right. I will inform you and the listening audience, keep your ears peeled for a young Jamara Kwai okay. hearing in Godzilla 1998 in an in a, in audio capacity. I almost feel like a supplemental episode should be a review of Godzilla, the soundtrack album. <laughs> I mean, it's a banger of a soundtrack, you know? If yeah. you want like kind of a refined view of 1998, That's, that'll do you. If you want a refined view of 2001, we can't help you out there. That's when the, the soundtracks lost their way, I believe, sure. fortunately. Yeah. So, uh, could you seen any godzilla movie like is any godzilla media come across you at all not really no i mean i've seen i've seen the lad you know i've seen him about i've seen him <laughs> you've seen i have seen the boy <laughs> <laughs> i've I bumped into him down the pub but i've never seen him in film for i i know i said before or after i know i said previously <laughs> in another episode, in another another episode show. Of a different show that i'd seen cloverfield and i didn't realize quite how similar in kind of not presentation but concept just the, the, yeah, the gist is exactly yeah. the same yeah is man who's always daydreamed about big monsters destroying their precious cities so i've sort of watched a, a kind of kaiju film before but it was that. I guess. Yeah. But this is the thing, right? It's like, you're either Oasis or Blur, or you're King Kong or Godzilla, you know what I mean? I feel like yeah, you're yeah. like, oh, actually, I like cast instead. I like, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I like their music. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean, I feel like by watching Cloverfield, in that example, that would be the equivalent of me saying, I prefer Kaiser Chiefs, a band that came way later and try to kind of emulate the thing from then but with a modern twist i don't know what kaiser chief's modern twist was men in jeans liked it that's (laughs) the modern twist yes my favorite favorite kaiser chief's moment of all time (laughs) is when i saw the pixies live in lansdowne road in dublin it was like my second or third time when when they came back and did like a million gigs when they returned i meant to to see them like three times and during the third iteration of seeing them live for some reason in between songs people started singing kaiser chief songs oh. uh, so, so frank black was chewed it up for the next one and, uh, I, predict a riot. I, and I'm like, I predict more pixie songs like <laughs> now somehow more passive aggressively by the assembled act so uh, <laughs> thanks everyone for that uh right well i mean should we get into into godzilla 98 let's get Godzilla because it's a movie you know that is it's got a lot going for it I think we should say in the first instance and I feel there's a lot of media for around this time that we've done on Cinema Swill mm. that is like it's it's kind of like the stuff that if your main memories of it being bad is because you watched a nostalgia critic video of it when you were in your teen years like that feels like it kind of is the die is cast for a lot of people in terms of something being very bad so I did try and watch this with open heart and open eyes yeah because 
I knew that the confusion already about whether this should be on Swirl or Swill meant I better give it a go at least and cover my bases. Yeah, I mean, I've taken to watching most of the films we do with uh, with open eyes to just just in case. This <laughs> you got to on Swill, you got to. Particularly yeah. that runtime, let me tell you off the bat, two Ooh. hours, 20 minutes... Mm. of a disaster movie i wasn't really thinking there was enough enough to take us through all that time no and look i haven't heard of this being having a reputation as a stinker in the, sa- oh, in the really? same way as other swell movies it's not i don't think it's in yeah. the canon of like the room it's not considered a disaster yeah no no, no. not again a mario bros are like you know or like, you know, Batman and Robin is one where it's like, oh, they yeah. killed a franchise or whatever. There's like a lot of reasons why this is considered bad. For those who are like a purist who respect the original series and Toho and everything that they created, yeah. this is considered to be a very classic example of like Hollywood being like, give me that fine China, smash. Now no one can use it. You know, yeah, that, yeah, yeah. that type of, it not handled with care or respect. And I think the director of the movie, he did literally come out and say like, yeah, Godzilla, like it meant nothing to me. We used to go and laugh at it in the cinema. And like uh, as okay. a young boy who was seven years old trying to watch Godzilla movies and my brother and his teenage friends would laugh at the bad dubbing and I'd be in tears be like, take it seriously. Mm. Ghidorah is here. It's not, not laughing matter. <laughs> so the other side of it is that it was a, like, it did make money. It made around 200 million, like doubled its budget, which I think for a blockbuster is pretty good deal right you know so that's that's a lot of cheddar you know of of profit but apparently it was one of these things where they wanted it to be like a literally the all-time box office record they thought they were going to get with this and because they didn't get that the actual makers of the movie viewed it as being a failure a modest 200 million profit failure which i think is quite a strange i mean that's a strange way to push your narrative of your your studio's successes and failures i guess we've got to consider how much they spent on advertising which as we know must have been a lot because it was fucking everywhere it was in serial sam yeah you know when i was a kid if the movie had reached chocolatey cereals fine whatever but i'm pretty sure this was on like the formative cereals like this is on cornflakes and rice krispies there was godzilla branding yeah that's and the only other time i thought that was like phantom menace you know that's that's a quite a push to get on yeah yeah the non-sweetened cereals you know that's a hard nut to crack let me tell you you know (laughs) so um it's a crunchy nut to crack And, and sam i know that we like to maybe examine the legacy of these bad movies a little bit and see Mm. how long it's it's permeated and i think one thing this movie definitely has going for it is a lot of high profile bad movie awards it won Ooh. pretty much sweeped up at the Razzies did you know, it? the old Golden Raspberry Awards it did worst picture worst remake worst screenplay worst director worst supporting actress take that Maria Patillo but Sam it also was the unfortunate recipient of the Silver Bogey Awards <laughs> and it ran amok at the 1998 Stinkers Bad Movie Awards <laughs> <laughs> Which is uh, legit. It's yeah. on Wikipedia. Legitimate. Yeah, yeah. Silver Bogey Awards awarded by uh, Dick and Dom in the Bungalow, of course, uh, where they'd be <laughs> giving out those awards. <laughs> Okay, so it does have that stinky reputation. The intro of this is kind of ridiculous and very, very 1998. Oh, yeah. It goes on. It's like three minutes of stock footage of various lizards. That weird kind of digital orange sepia tone. The story of the lizards and science and nuclear bombs. Lizards have nuclear lizards. Could you guess what was going on here? (laughs) Because... 
they they show the lizards looking at like it's like the lizards have been inserted into the bit from Terminator Two where Judgment Day happens in the dream. They're like, uh, and all this fire kind of engulfs them. But this is of course the origins of yeah. uh, Big Z Zilla, as he's now known in the Toho circles. So. I always like seeing footage of big lizards in real life. I'm very yeah. fascinated by that. It reminds me of when I, I was one of those biology teachers when I was teaching where if it was the end of term, I would put on a video, but it would almost very likely be some sort of like a nature documentary. And there was one year where I was like, oh, you know, they absolutely love David Attenborough. So I showed it to them and I put on a bit and it was it was Komodo dragons. Right. And it was an unexpectedly dark-sided bit of planet oh, no. Earth because they just like show them killing a lot of things and eating them and they're like very very scary and then literally it ends with them being like <laughs> and, and, da- and david attenborough goes nothing can stop the <laughs> dragon while, while i was watching these lizards that can't be defeated the thing that scared me was seeing that four people were responsible for writing the story on this yeah. I think when you get beyond two, this is not a catch-all thing, but I think it starts to feel dangerous when you've got that many people credited with the story. What's worse, all four of them trying to write it at once in one room, yeah. or two of them writing it together, and then another two coming in to rewrite it together? I think it's a brought-in-for-rewrite situation. That would mm. be my guess. This apparently was made under somewhat of a less-than-ideal circumstances, or some would say under duress the movie was made, because okay. they wanted to make, like, it was labour day weekend or there was a big holiday they wanted to hit it for so apparently every element of this was greatly rushed and it's amazing anytime there's a rushed movie that is very long because for me a philistine the obvious answer is to trim out an hour of the movie that's got to get you a week or two back at least like come on so i mean we get you know some zilla action pretty quick after that intro oh yeah there's a lad on a boat in the south pacific i think it's like a fishing boat or something and on the sonar slash radar there's something it sets off an alarm everyone running and panicking ah basically at all the bases the lights are going beep Beep, which is the last place you want to be in a disaster movie and i like this because this feels like this could have been any number of like independence day type movie or you know 2012 or the day after tomorrow the lad sitting in the not properly lit room spitting on a chair like this movie is basically assembled from cliches and tropes and there's also a lizard in there as well i did like in the credits as well that we got a credit for godzilla designed and supervised by (laughs) (laughs) you gotta supervise him he's a loose cannon that guy you know yeah assistant to mr zilla So the, the big tail or, you know, whatever smashes through the window of this boat and we see all that kind of stuff. And then we, so I didn't know Matthew Broderick was in this. I don't want to think it's the case that he just grew up and then he became like less of a leading man. But it's always very strange to me that he's someone who had, you know, I think of him as Ferris Bueller, like a lot yeah, of people do. Yeah, yeah. And like, he was so charming as a young leading man. And there's something about him when he, when he, when he, when he got a bit older, just speak, and maybe it's because I really love the movie election. He plays kind of a, a creep in it. Yeah. But he seemed deeply unlikable in this movie. Yeah, I didn't really get on with his character. I did Google Matthew Broderick controversy in the middle of the mm. movie because I'm like, there's something something here. You know, I mean, there is stuff, there but is. it's not really worth it. Yeah, there is. We won't get into there? it. Like, this is the problem now about bringing this. If we were behind the paywall, we'd be like, ah, here we Whatever. go. Like, yeah. But well, there's, there's certain things, Look, you know. <laughs> give it a Google if you want to, and you'll find out some stuff. It's not the fun type of controversy. No. No, no, no. Anyway, he's heading into Chernobyl <laughs> while singing, singing in the rain. He's singing 
singing in the rain. Did you think he was a rain boffin the way he was carrying on at the start? Well, it, it felt like he loved the rain. And it, you, you know, you're saying the thing about like, this is stitched together from just fucking tropes. The fact that he's got photographs of a woman, him and a woman, in the back of his little van with all of his science gear. It's doing a lot of simple exposition work, but that's fine. But that's fine, because you know, the first act of the movie moves at a pretty decent, brisk pace oh, of yeah, like, we... action and then things happening and people going and looking at things it's almost like the threat of exposition hangs over here and we get that <laughs> later on and yeah. we get that with a fucking vengeance i was praying for a simple shot of a photograph as opposed to what we do get instead i mean this this reminded me a little bit of james bond in so much as at the start here we're just going from location to location we're, we're off from chernobyl now he's being relocated yeah top army brass strikes again sam a welcome return of top army brass here to relocate him to somewhere else and he's like but i'm just looking at my worms the top army brass like not anymore you're not (laughs) you're needed by america yes meanwhile in tahiti a mysterious french man is questioning the only survivor of that initial godzilla attack we saw at the start and the man is very scared and can i just say as well the smartness of godzilla very methodical cerebral kaiju in that he went not only for any old boat this is a cannery boat which would have been full of fresh deboned fish so Mm. he chose wisely sam is what i'm saying he chose wisely it's not a coincidence but the man who's (laughs) who's who survived uh He's, he's just there in his like hospital bed saying, Gojira, Gojira. And yeah, that's the thing, right? Gojira. Gojira. And he's like, what did you see? And he says, Gojira over and over. And I googled it. It's a new metal band from France oh. that changed its name from Godzilla in 2001. So actually the old man is a poser. He saw Godzilla. Now in 2001, if you see him since, you saw Gojira. So right. that's what it is. And th- they do make reference to that later that it's like the name for a mythical lizard that the fishermen have in, in Japan. And it gets mistranslated which, yeah. which causes consternation from gojira to godzilla so there you go is that what actually happened i don't know like is that the origin of the name godzilla legitimately we will absolutely have zilla heads in yeah. the comments below for shoresies yeah so uh, jet setting locations we're now in panama broderick arrives and so there's journalists everywhere he's a radioactive biologist basically uh, he's a worm head he's an <laughs> analyge man is what he is and i'll tell you he wouldn't be my first pick sam if i was having a giant kaiju problem i wouldn't be going for him i'd be going for a dinosaur man myself you'd never see a dinosaur man inside of a big footprint with his pants down now would no. you a dinosaur man inside a big footprint would be like yeah pretty much what i expected here and like the, the worm man is like what an appendage uh, what, what is what it's a so, Lynn, what? What was the certificate for this? It was, was it like PG? Oh, it's PG. Okay. Because it's PG and also on Sky slash Now TV yeah. has a miserable half a star rating, which Ooh. ran down my spine like a cold <laughs> fucking shiver. <laughs> Like, Ooh. it's literally an anomaly if it's below five. Everything is five stars <laughs> or four stars. Everyone loves like. everything on Sky. I feel like this film has a habit of kind of showing you something and then telling you it as well. Because he, Yes, he, it's show and tell <laughs> as opposed to show not tell. 
Top Army Brass is like, here's your sample. And Matthew Broderick's like, I don't see it. And then we zoom out and he's in a giant footprint. And then he's like, I'm in a giant footprint. Can <laughs> yeah, you believe it? Like, it's, it's show, then tell, then dissemination what you've told to the other so that the, the scientists have... It's like that fucking awful Kenneth Branagh COVID series that's on where it's like, and then the scientists talk to the publishers and then the publishers published a paper and then the policy action unit group, they read the paper and then they chaired a committee of NASCAR. No! And then he was standing in a giant footprint. So, it, look, so there's a big dinosaur-like creature going around. Oh... Meanwhile, back in the US of A, the woman from the pictures is here, and she's working a 90s office job as a kind of reporter, as a reporter. I love that we cut to New York and we literally got matrixy graphics going to... And it said, the The city that never (laughs) sleeps. And honestly, look, for me, non-Yank, in spite of being misidentified as such all the time yes. in the UK. I did not necessarily know that that was a city that never sleeps. I thought that that could have been another city that because there's not your know, nightlife is not just a New York City thing, right? But that is New York City, aka the city that never sleeps. Even though they showed a map beforehand of where he was heading and it clearly zoomed in on Yonkers, the right. city that never sleeps. <laughs> My new favourite American accent mix-up situation, Sam, happened Mm. when me and Joe the intern went to get sandwiches from a known chain of sandwich takeaway restaurants here in the UK and around the world with special vouchers that came in the mail. And the manager got really freaked out because he didn't recognise the vouchers but thought that I had been sent from head office because of my American accent. All the way from the US of A. Yeah, they thought I was top subway brass. (laughs) Did you play into that and just do a kind of... No, I just wanted my cheap sandwich. Yeah, That's yeah, all sure, I, you know, sure. Bob's your uncle. Because I plan, I go there now and then, you see. Yeah. And I plan to go back because I got a big book of vouchers. So like next week I have to come back and be like, well, the boys in DC loved what you did last time with my fucking chicken sandwich. <laughs> they want to see if you can handle the turkey now. <laughs> yeah. Harry Shearer is in this. He, he is? A, sort of news anchor pervert is his, his gimmick here, like a bad boss. He is. Yeah. He's living in an alternate universe where being cancelled means that Godzilla's going to come and eat you. <laughs> what a great universe that would be. The, the young woman, she wants a promotion, but he's all like, well, if you have dinner with me, then uh, maybe we can see about the promotion. And she's like, you're married. What, what are you doing? He's like, well, you know, have dinner with me. So he's a dodgy guy is the, the thing there. He's a bad boss. Let me tell you. We've got uh, also as well, Hank, is it Hank Azaria who's here yeah, as yeah. well? Yeah, he's, as, here as, yeah, he's here too. The beloved voice of Apu, everyone's uh, <laughs> favourite uh, childhood memory of yeah. that. He is known as the animal in this. Yes. Uh, the animal. Yeah. Did he give you any animalistic vibes at all? It just felt like not at felt all. like a New Yorker. No, you know? he's just a guy, but he's known as Animal. I don't know if that's like for the kids. Like it's cooler to have a character who's like, hey, he's, hey he's there's an Animal. animal like. Yeah. I mean, I was very, very excited that the movie was now moving its focus to New York City because there is a lot of ridiculous. Oh, oh. you know, there's a, a lot of that going on. I'm like Godzilla times, here. Yeah, yeah. and it's, it's kind of like it's it's good because Godzilla he's walking here but he makes new york city rise up as one and say you know what we're We're walking walking here here. we're walking here yeah you know (laughs) we go away from the city that never sleeps for a bit uh now to jamaica we're going to so many places there's a running joke of no one knowing matthew broderick's character's surname which i've also (laughs) now forgotten i mean i just called him broad or (laughs) brothers that was it i mean look sam 
A, it's Matthew Broderick. Yeah. B, he's got what could best be described as an aspiring to be a Kangol hat on him for yeah. most of this movie. Yeah, yeah. He is aggressively forgettable in everything he does and says. Yes, but we established that he's not married and he's single. But why does he have those like, pictures of that woman? Why would anyone care about his love life? He's a worm scientist. It's so boring. Hey, nothing wrong with a worm scientist. Proper fucking, like a centipede scientist. That's a proper scientist. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, you're gonna count the segments count the leg pairs you freak and so we see everyone looking at this torn up boat all the everyone's gathering on the coast to look at this big boat with a big claw mark out of it which i think is cgi because it looks a little bit cutsceney this boat there's moments when the movie looks all right in the way that like when we did independence day it's like okay that yes. looks all right but it felt like it was inverted in terms of there was like four or five times in independence day where it was like jesus that's ugly mm. and it's aged badly but here it feels like there was four or five times where it was all right and then the rest it was jesus that's <sighs> fucking ugly i was not expecting much but no. i was getting getting the vapors when i was seeing a cannery ship and that was looking dodgier and we had yeah. an articulated dinosaur to come up next, you know? I didn't have a massive problem with the CGI, but yeah, it's not... Really? It's all right. It's all we'll right. Get to it. We'll, yeah. we'll get to it. And you know what? I, I have a, a question for you, Sam. Yes, please. Is Godzilla and his path of destruction meant to be a sad thing or a triumphant thing or a scary thing? Or like, what is it? Is it... Because sometimes... It's presented as being awe-inspiring what he's up to here, Elzilla. Um, but it feels like, I don't know, if you got an answer for me? Because I don't feel like I know. There's a majesty to Godzilla. That's um, the word. It's majestic. Do use that, yes. Majestic, yes. But that can also be dangerous and scary and sad. But he, you know, he's just an animal. He's just an animal trying to survive. So I fucking hate about this because... There's this whole other side to Godzilla. And like beforehand, you were like, oh, I don't know. Is he friend? Is he foe? And like, mm. you know, that in itself is intriguing of, of a bit of Godzilla intrigue you're going to get. And yet this movie is like absolutely non-committal. He is basically a big old wild animal, which can be impressive at points, but also... Yeah shows us the power of nature but also we should kill it and that's fine you know like, there's not like it's not really clear if we're overstepping the lines by killing him but it's unquestionably sure that it is a thing of beauty and majesty and deserves it it's basically jurassic park is what i'm saying yes i mean i think you you mentioned him <laughs> earlier and i think i would love to see a godzilla film made by david attenborough who has to have attenborough's law and not interfere with you know, yes. the nature, and just let Godzilla destroy you. For, he's forbidden. You know, yeah, he wants to allowed. get all the plastic out of the oceans, but he's forbidden he by his, <laughs> his order, that is ancient order from which he comes. There is also a mysterious French fella in this. It was the guy interviewing the fisherman before. Ah, yes, he claims to be an insurance man. Yeah, I mean, my dad's an insurance man, and uh, he's not this mysterious. You know, I know an insurance man when I see one. Oh, I don't know. I think listeners of Cinema Swirl and Cinema Swirl long consider Ian Chaplin to be a mysterious, shadowy figure in our extended universe. <laughs> the character of Sam Chaplin's dad, who I'm not sure has ever <laughs> been referred to by name. <laughs> like don't Chaplin's worry, we're dad. behind the paywall. Oh, wait, no, we're oh, not. Oh, God. Uh, ah, um, yeah. You just doxed the top insurance man in Nottingham. <laughs> <laughs> more boys on boats it's all stormy out there but this isn't on the south pacific this is in new york water what it is now sam hang on here now yeah it's the real deadliest catch hey. the real deadliest catch 
is Godzilla. Yes. No, wait for it. It's not. It's not. It's him catching your boat. Yeah. You're the deadliest. You're catch. the yes, because you. He's will. the documentary crew will be asking him about stuff. Yes. They'll be asking him for his two cents. You're the deadliest catch. We see a That's bit. That's how deadly he is. <laughs> Up until now, we've seen his tail, we've seen his footprints, but now we see him pop out of the water, even though it's dark and stormy, so we don't see loads of him, but we see him briefly. No, we, we focus on the lower body for a series of events that could best be described as the wrong trousers. <laughs> 2000. We've got big brown greeny legs doing a two-step around New York City. Yeah. I did like that we had the old guy at the river being like, I'm going to try and catch myself a New York-style halibut. <laughs> And then big Godzilla comes out of the water and he goes, and they come on, Joe, you gotta run, you gotta make it. And then he'll cut back again, seriously, like Monty Python, where he's like, they just kind of zipped him further along the line going, yeah. and in the end, I don't think he actually dies. I think this old fisherman manages to yeah. outrun Godzilla. Yeah. Fucking A, that's New York City. They're tough. <laughs> It was a rainy day and everyone in New York was like, come on, it's raining over here. And, it, you know. Oh, to- well, I'm fishing over here. Maybe ah. they come out of the sky. What did you say? Ah. But that means that Zilla's, he's in New York. Oh, also, Matthew Broderick subscribes to the theory that he's a nuclear mutant. The dialogue is crap in this, by the way. The dialogue is, is awful. Absolutely. And, like, Broderick gives it in all the same kind of, well, you know, he's kind of like, I think he's like one of these worms and that he's been genetically altered and he's been... He's just, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. <gasps> the dawn of a new species, the first of its kind. I was like, oh, what happened to Matthew Broderick? Why did he stop being in so many movies? It's like, oh, he discovered his love of the theatre. Good. <laughs> Good. I'm really glad you discovered the theatre. Was that... Over there in America, not here. Good. <laughs> enjoy it. Good, good. Enjoy it. Feel that love. Enjoy it. You enjoy it. You want to talk about a paywall? Matthew Broderick on Broadway. <laughs> There's a fucking paywall for you. You want to see? What can be so, How do I see Matthew Broderick? You got five hundred dollars, little boy. <laughs> And also Audrey, who's the woman from the photo, she's in New York talking to her friends who are Hank Azaria, Animal, and and his wife. And she sees Matthew Broderick on TV and she's like, hey, that's the guy from Broadway. No, she's like, that's my college sweetie. He looks so handsome on TV. And it's all very naff. It is absolutely. It's it's like it's always the bit I liked least in Godzilla movies for the most part, and I've not seen every Godzilla movie. Far from it. I've probably seen less than half. But yeah. I want to see Makaiju, and I want to see people going ah the kaiju, and I want to see them talking about it, planning how to stop it. All this I couldn't give two flying fucks about his relationship for four years. No, no, no. Stop oh, it. There's Kevin. no room. The movie's two and a half hours long. No, cut this bit. They went out for four years. He asked her to marry him. And then she disappeared without as much as a phone call or a letter. And then I go and spoil it all by doing something <laughs> stupid like Godzilla. <laughs> oh, no. Okay. Godzilla Roman rampant here in New York. There's around a five minute sequence here where you see his big trousery legs dancing around. And it's basically a super cut of things being sprinkled on people going like, ah, no. It's like a bucket of paper balls ah stop it yeah it seems dreadfully inconvenient yes it causes an absolute mess 
does Godzilla here? He causes a real mess. He's a nuisance. He's a bother. It goes all the way to the top as well. He's pissing off none other than the mayor. And this, yeah. this made me laugh so much. This made me laugh more than anything in the movie. <laughs> the extreme pettiness of the characterization of the mayor of New York City. Did you did you catch this, Sam? It's subtle. It's very subtle. Yeah. You might have to put some clues together that the fat, bumbling idiot who doesn't know anything mayor ebert <laughs> brackets why did you give my independence day a bad review on your show and i know i'm not offended by that but the mayor is an idiot stuffing he literally stuffing candy in his yeah. face like good i'm hungry <laughs> imagine the mayor from jaws if he was a glutton that's that's what this character is <laughs> and he just like thumbs up and thumbs down and stuff he's like a kind of that's his mayoral like catchphrase thing i was very impressed by ebert's better than you and you know it response to this where he's like if you're gonna go to the lengths of putting me and my man here into your fucking movie have us get eaten by the monster or squished or something he was very very upset yeah. by that fact and then right yeah. rightly so rightly so it seems very petty and very inside baseball to put this character in a pg right <laughs> and like it's not that, because he's there at the start, and he's like, I'm the mayor. And I, I thought, right, we'll see him for what, like, he's presented very much, like, as like a, oh, look, wait, what? Oh, my God. Mm. Then, but he's, like, in it, like, loads. He is one of the main cast of characters. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. For whatever reason. We get Hank Azaria chasing it with a, a video camera, an old school video camera, to make the film Cloverfield. But it kind of... <laughs> I thought either his tape is shit or Godzilla is kind of interfering with the camera. I thought that was like oh, a, the radiation. Is that the radiation? Is yeah, I th yeah, mm. that's what that is. But thankfully, Animal, he nearly gets squished, but he manages to land right in between Godzilla's toes. Yes, Hank Azaria does manage to survive being stood on, but now he is a renewed vigor for life well, and a chaotic foot fetish. Yeah, that was, this film, if you like Godzilla if feet... If you're a warhead and you like feet... <laughs> you're gonna have a Specifically Godzilla feet. Yeah. There's, there's a lot here. There's a lot here. It's like if someone on Clips for Sale had a massive budget, you know, and they really, really went for it. That's what this was. The <laughs> toe handed the rights to Clips for Sale and then they got in the guy from Independence Day and the whole project ran amok. That's all this is. This is a custom gone too far. Ah, oh, wonderful. So Godzilla, he's um, he's hiding in Manhattan is what they established. I was really hoping that someone would be like, oh no, he's fucking magic as well. Like, you know? And this... This is one of my big issues about Godzilla-ness. I know he's probably not, and I'm just basing this on vaguely how I'm feeling after ornerly watching this movie. Sure. But he feels very inconsistent in size in that I feel like mm. he's towering above a lot of buildings and then he's able to slip down into the sewers like he's some sort of a gas. Yes, it's never really fully established how big he is. Like, it made me think about the pipe circumference of the underwater systems in New York City and in Manhattan Island and the surrounding area, yeah. which I can tell you I had never thought about before this moment in time. No. I don't think you could fit a Zilla down there. I don't think so, but may he might be quite slippy. Godzilla once he gets wet. Well, like a cat. Like, yeah, you know, you I reckon he should kind of... About, like, you know. Yeah, as long as he uses his whiskers to kind of gauge the, the width, I think he, he'll be all right. I love the news story that breaks, and the headline is, A Dinosaur in Manhattan, <laughs> which honestly sounds like something we would be reviewing on this show anyway, you know. <laughs> uh, voiced by John Goodman. Like, yeah, you know? <laughs> 
I mean, there's a little bit of, you know, this was 1998 and this is set in New York and it's a big disaster and you kind of get the feeling that, oh, okay, I mean, this this sort of movie might not happen in this location in the same way anymore. Not in this way anymore. Yeah, for sure. This is very much a pre-9-11 time capsule of how disaster movies can and will never be done again, I guess. The news anchor refers to this as being the worst thing to hit New York since the World Trade Center bombing. Oh my God, I had no idea about this. Did you? Yeah, no, I knew about that. But it's like, it's... Did you? Yeah. Comparatively, it's it's sort of a footnote. Now, I don't... Not to compare... But you know what I mean? Like, it's like a weird to go back to a time where that that was the biggest thing. Yeah, where where it was like six people who had died in 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 an attempted bombing of the the World Trade Center in in the early 90s. And let me tell you, folks, I know you're all feeling right now, thinking that's very interesting. I'm going to pause this and going to go give that a quick Google. And if I could make it through this movie with only having a quick, quick glance on Wikipedia after I was finished, you can make it through the rest of this podcast episode, even though I know you're thinking right now, that's very interesting. But what will happen if you put in World Trade Center bomb into your Google search engine? They're not going to think you're looking up that. They're going to think you're looking up some sort of a conspiracy theory. And that is going to be, you're not going to want that. You'll be recommended all sorts of bad books. Yeah. You'll be immediately arrested. It's not worth doing. So <laughs> They'll literally lock you up and put you in jail. <laughs> you can't Google anything these days. Godzilla, he's hiding in Manhattan. The Frenchman, the insurance Frenchman, he's put a weird little tracker. Mysterious Jean Renault. He's put a little weird tracker on the mayor. That's as well, I should say, is a, is a big, big giveaway about this being a pre-9-11 piece of, of Oh, you can of go right up media. to the mayor. <laughs> And, uh, well, it's, well, that for one, yeah. the mayor is like treated as this like kind of like kid that's just hanging around that's a nuisance. Yeah. Also, as well, the idea of the French Secret Service covertly being involved in like a big international incident and Americans being like, guys, come on, let's all come together, the French and the Americans, you yeah. know. Hey, you call them French fries, we call them freedom fries, and I call you friend because I think you're pretty all right, Jean Renault, and your mysterious French assassins. Let's call the whole thing off. And Audrey, she's nicked her boss's pass. Um, Aha. And this is a scene as well when she's getting the pass. We get in the background. That's right. It's Jimmy Page and Sean Name Combs with their song that they had for this. The collab we're all waiting for. I had in my head that Jimmy Page was some sort of a mad Brexiteer or something like that. I kept Googling him and GB News and I was like, no, no, it's not him, is it? No. I don't know. I don't. At this point, I don't want to know. You know. I don't want to know. No. Godzilla is in the subway tunnels. He's underground. He's underneath New York. And that's where Audrey is. And Matthew Broderick, meanwhile, is making the very good point that, you know, he guys, you know, he's not. Oh, guys. Oh, mate. He's mate. Mate, he's not a monster. You know, you've got you got to go on a night out with him and really understand him oh, first, though, yeah? Oh, Once he's mate. had a few pints, he's fine, mate, you know? No, he's a Godzilla's good lad, a, really. No, Godzilla's a bloody good bloke. <laughs> yeah, don't listen to her. She's, she just understands him, yeah? Oh, he's a mate. top bloke, mate. Seriously, No, I know he him. He's, he was always nice to me. <laughs> He's a good... He's just an animal, you know? He's just an animal. And you know what? He is literally like that in one sentence. The next one, he's like, oh, no, we are killing him, though, you know, right? Like, you know. And I, I want to do it. I want to do it. Let's make sure we blow up this motherfucker. But he's just... Guys. Like, it's only right that he's killed by someone who truly understands what a unique specimen he is. Okay? Uh, it's only right. And their solution to the problem of him being hiding away is to put out some bait. Yeah. And their bait are some big fish dumps 
Which I did note here, Sam, that if you were a kaiju, yep. this would be an ineffective way of garnering your attention from your underground lair. I don't like fish, but if you put a big vat of Pepsi Max, you're getting me out of that. Similarly, ah, Sam, that, has it got a scent? Has it got a scent? Even aided by fumes from the, the subway system? Look, if Pete Doherty was trapped in the subway, you put a big breakfast a out big, there. Big, big breakfast. A very <laughs> big breakfast. drop of breakfast. And you're going to hear uh, some classic Libertines tune. And of course, Tom Cruise is a lot, a lot more finely tuned. You might think one, one massive curry. No. no, 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 no. Two regular sized ones alone, actually, is enough to make him come out from his crystal cavern. One simply won't be enough. It has to be a, another, please, a second curry. I'm under strict orders. Uh, I'm under strict orders from Joe the intern. I'm not allowed to make that joke around her anymore because I literally became obsessed over the summer. I oh. couldn't. I I couldn't. Literally, couldn't see two of anything without <laughs> going to my Tom Cruise material. <laughs> um. They're, they're lifting off the all the manhole covers so that Tom can smell the curry. And there was a very nice uh, dolly zoom shot of Matthew yes. Broderick, which we've, yeah, we we like those. They're fun. Ah, that's, that's a dolly zoom. And not yeah. what I wrote down here as the classic big movie slow lens style zoom. I mean, that's kind of what it is. You know, you zoom the lens in or out as you move the camera the other way and it you know, creates like a... Do you even like have a, a media studies degree? Do you even no. have a media studies degree? Nowadays, you can just get a media studies degree online. Oh, you could just do it on 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 TikTok now. I reckon probably. <laughs> um, so uh, so B- Big Zill bursts through the road and makes his trademark noise, which we all remember from the uh, the priestwell. Which is <laughs> no, it's more of a yeah. It is that. <laughs> yeah, it's that's like, good. Imagine an old crone stubbing her toe. <laughs> It's an awful whingy old noise that Godzilla makes. And I'll tell you what, we can see him head on here. (laughs) Fucking hell, I talk about a stiff upper lip, but this man's got some fucking serious Batman animated series Bruce Wayne jaw going on here. That fucking size of that thing. Unbelievable. I'm just thinking that is the noise I would make if I saw a massive plate of fish, though, but not for a good... Uh, Matthew Broderick, he takes like little flash, little Kodak flash photos of Godzilla. I hated that because I was like, they're going to be awful pictures. He's a fucking... Awful pictures. He's a scientist, right? But he's using like a little fucking disposable Kodak... It reminds me of my physics teacher back in school. He used to love to bring that up because, you know, I was being schooled at a time when flash photography, I guess, you know, on traditional sporting events was still a thing. And he he would always be like, look at this here. And he put on like a clip from a Mike Tyson fight, like a thousand flash bulbs going on. Look at them all there, wasting their time and money, idiots. Look at them there, every one of them. They think they're in a big moment. Well, they get them developed, they'll think they're a fool. They'll think they're a fool, they will. But, uh, you know, right, here's what I will say, a little side note about flash photography. It does look good looking out at it. You know, we see yes. loads of flashes going off. In wrestling, that was a great thing, in the, and you get that in the 90s as well in wrestling, in the early 2000s, where you had the flash bulbs going off. Yeah. But then there have been other wrestlers who have since made people, like, hold up their phones light. Yeah. And there's a part of it, I think, that is, a lot of people didn't want to take pictures. I think they wanted to make the scene. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, be part of the big Make a sparkle. Yeah. You know, like when you're at the footy and you say, come on, you Reds. (laughs) Even though you want both teams to have an equally good time. (laughs) 
the wrestling equivalent of that is taking a flash photo. And, and, I, and I'll turn around to the Coventry section and be like, I was talking about the tomato sauce on my delicious football meal. And we're all here for the same reason, guys, which is a beautiful game. <laughs> As Godzilla gets really close to Matthew Broderick, there's some quite sort of cute music to kind of suggest that... It was, it was a meat cute, wasn't it? It was. The two of them like, ooh. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that he's the kaiju whisperer, and it's a very tender moment between them. Very much so. Also, I love that as they're, you know, it's Top Army Brass planning this whole fish scenario. On their little Did you see on their monitors? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was great. They did have one for Godzilla later, and it was much more lower effort than yeah. the one here for the fish was absolutely and fabulous. I'll tell you what, Kevin, the trap works. It does. Hook, line, and sinker, which is what they use to catch all those fish, which is why the trap works. Thank you. Thank you. Very, very <laughs> good. And you know what, though, Sam? If I was hunting the big lizard game of Godzilla, <laughs> I certainly would be figuring out my kill plan before I enacted the lure and trap stage of my plan. Yeah, before you've laid down all the fish, you need to know what you're going to do there. The dialogue here is fabulous because he appears before him and everyone's all scared and the army guy goes we're going to need bigger guns. And then they immediately go, fire at will. And I'd imagine Jaws, they'd be like, we're going to need a bigger boat. Now let's fucking get Jaws. Get him. They Actively get him. They shoot at old Goddy Z and... Does he do a fireball here? He does do a little fireball. He does a... He you, breathes you fire. You read it as that? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Was I not supposed to read it as that? Well, it's, it's a source of controversy amongst Zill heads. Okay. Is that some people think that it's just an explosion that's happening from a gas line because right. this Godzilla is just like, you know, the, uh, the beautiful, there's a lot of great discourse about it over the years. Someone said they took the God from Godzilla. So he's just Zilla, you see, you know, he's Gino, Godzilla in name only. You okay. know? And there's people who believe that he doesn't have the fire breath, the atomic breath of the original Godzilla, which is a, a blue flame that comes out. Atomic breath. Atomic breath. Oh, I know. Yeah. I know. You thought breath like a smacked arse was good. <laughs> it's a good Atom atomic insults. breath. <laughs> That's a great insult right there. Unbelievable. But I view it as do you remember we did Street Fighter? Mm. And there's a moment in it where he does an uppercut, Ryu, and the screen flashes for like half a second, being like, Oh, is it like one of his moves? Right. And it was actually ambiguous. So I choose to believe that it was the gas works exploding. I read it as fire from Godzilla, but hey man. Come on, you Reds. Not my God. Not my we're, we're, all, we're all supporting Godzilla here. I mean, that kind of feels like at this point we're meant to be rooting for him a bit. Well, we know he's a nice, nice animal. He won't eat Matthew Broderick. No. He's literally poison. <laughs> <laughs> Godzilla, he just goes around fucking up everything. He does, and he's been chased. The choppers, the whirly birds in the sky. Those choppers can't get their metaphorical chompers on Godzilla. He's too much for them. Quick question for you. I'm sure I saw a couple of lads watching the original Godzilla on TV in this film. They weren't watching. It was it was a it was, something... it was an old it was an old monster movie. It was okay. a giant squid or giant octopus. It was tentacled. It was not a Godzilla. Okay. As far as I know, it was not a Godzilla. I was trying to work out if Godzilla as a fictional monster exists within this universe. Oh. Yeah. That'd be it, like you have a double biller Godzilla, you know, it was contained within the yeah. actual movie itself. Like it's when, you know, in zombie things, it's whether they also have fic the fictional idea of zombies within their zombie yes. existence. Or whether this is the first time they've ever heard of zombies. 
you know? You know yeah, what I mean? That happens. Yeah. I like when that is addressed. But yes. you know, they, dinosaurs do exist in this world because there are people yeah. who still like to call it a big dinosaur here, but, which is, I mean, I'd want to give myself a bit of breathing room from Jurassic Park and The Lost World, which came out well, the same year as this. But that's yeah. just me. That's just me. So I really like the scenes with the helicopter lads shooting at Godzilla. I thought that was all... They look the best. Pretty yeah. cool. When he's bathed in shadow... Yes. And, you know, they're kind of tracking him and stuff. That's usually when he looks the best. It's when you get the full-on, like... The full body shots and he's all lit up. It looks a bit ghoulish then. Him coming out of the building to bite them and swipe them down was cool. I think any scene, and I, I probably take this from our early experience with Star Wars, where you get like a kind of chase, but you cut to the close-ups of the people in the cockpit going, Yes. We got him. Ah! Oh, it's on my tail. And it goes back and forth between that. I always like that. I always like that as a device. It's good. And again, though, I think people take umbrage with the fact that you could literally splice this footage in here into Independence Day. And it would and Makes sense. probably would get away with this yeah. well i feel it's not very fair to just completely compare this movie to another movie that came out i mean it is you know it's not 1998 anymore i guess we can put as much distance i guess we want between these movies yeah but i will say mm. fair enough it was considering that a lot of the godzilla stuff you know i i, lo- I loved it as a kid but a lot of people i knew laughed at it it was a thing to be derided and all that and very silly men in rubber costumes da 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 and looked at it from a different viewpoint. You have to say, there's a lot to be said for a Hollywood blockbuster just showing you a big monster tearing up a city like New York. Yeah. And they do that. And yeah, there's yeah. a lot of really nice looking bits here. It's not all awful and not all bad. Muck. No. There's a lot of like, and that's the problem, I think, though, because this is the part that we segue from this after this confrontation with Godzilla. This is when you get a fucking, you want to talk about a dump of fish, we got a dump of exposition here. Yes. That will make no movie buff come out of the sewer to look at it. It's <laughs> very much off-putting. And it's like, it's a bad thing in a movie when you show me something that's really good, but that ultimately serves to make me go, oh, when are we going to get back to this bit? And that's yeah. was me for the next hour or so. Just wanting to get back to Godzilla. Thinking this fucking would never end, this goddamn love story that is so goddamn loveless. So Matthew goes into like a little corner store, like a bodega perhaps, which is still still open in time of massive crisis the shops are still yeah, they, open. they kind of very or naive in their presentation of how easy it is to vacate new york city because they're like all right vacate new york city and they're like right done right what's next you know yeah. so it, it is that you see looters at a, at a few points but there is very much you're, you're meant to be given the idea that there's no one here so it's okay that the helicopters are shooting right into people's windows yeah i was thinking like, there's gonna be a lot of collateral damage here lads like everyone stay at <laughs> home so we can shoot you <laughs> So old brothers, he's scooping up pregnancy tests for science reasons, but that's when Audrey walks in and, it, and he's got a big bundle full of pregnancy tests. Oh, don't you hate that, lads, when that happens? What an awkward... When, you, when your what, ex walks what, what in... It, what does it mean, you know? Uh, oh, guys. I, I think I've impregnated thousands of women. <laughs> oh, no, you caught me. Like, you know? <laughs> I better stock up now. So they're in his little tent, and he's got the pregnancy test. In his boffin hut. And he drops a blood sample that he got earlier on the pregnancy test, and he establishes that Godzilla, he is pregnant. He is. And he reproduces asexually. And Audrey does a little what's the fun in that quip which i i'm not delighted about but f- but fine uh, that's one for the dads at the back there a uh, little <laughs> the dads at the back who love to go around the pub and make fun of plants and fungi <laughs> 
and rare instances of parthenogenesis. What's the matter, you lonely fucking shark? Could you get any? Could it go right to that boa constrictor that also was an example of parthenogenesis and be like, having a go. I mean, there is there is examples of, you know, males giving birth in the animal kingdom. You've got seahorses, pipefish, a whole bunch of, you know, of plants etc that yeah. this happens with it's it's not it's not unheard of godzilla i had convinced myself that for whatever reason this godzilla was a female i'm not sure why i i, I thought that but they do i was surprised they went with like it is a male that is giving giving birth this way i was like okay the zoology is being dusted off here yeah interesting sure. fine how about it so godzilla he's he's laying eggs and he's nesting and that's his plan here and the worst part about this is that we have to have a big fucking everyone has to know about this so we then get the group being told the other boffins are told about the yeah. eggs. The army top brass learned about the eggs. And the French who were spying on the top army brass, they learned about the eggs. So you get to hear them learn about the eggs in French. Yes. And, and that. Buff, so you get whatever. <laughs> like four times now, basically, over and over. Oh, oh, no, sorry. Then the media hear about it because she tells her journalist friends about this. So we get another go around with the fucking chat about the eggs. I wanted an egg so bad, Sam. I swear, I <laughs> I had a big breakfast and I had work through lunch and I thought, it's all right, I've had a big breakfast and I wanted an egg at 5 p.m. So fucking bad, I would have killed someone. I'm so sorry. Have I would have you... killed Godzilla to eat <laughs> his eggs. Imagine eating a go- frying a Godzilla egg. Oh. Oh. You'd want to cuddle it, Sam, is what you'd want to do. You'd want to cuddle it. So there's some more kind of, I guess, expositiony stuff here. Well, kind of plot stuff. Audrey, she nicks Nick's VHS tape that has top it. secret first Godzilla sighting written on it. She nicks that. She wants it to be her hot scoop, basically, to, to outrank that son of a bitch Cayman. This is her big scoop. But Harry Shearer, famous scoop stealer, steals the scoop pronounces Gojira wrong, says Godzilla, and it's all, all the top army brass are like, what the fuck, mate, Matthew Broderick? Leaks! You leaked. You doxed you Godzilla. It. What have you Turns done? Turns out Matthew Broderick is Kerplodrick, a.k.a. he's fired. And again, it's, it's the very, I guess, I, I mean, it's kind of a kid's film, but he's like, I didn't give the media the tape. Oh my god, she took it to like and then we we, yeah. we cut to them like having their heart to heart about it and he literally says, How could you? I trusted you. Like I, I yeah. get like you know, like I feel like if you're writing that in a script editor, a little wobbly line comes up underneath going, This one's been used a bit. It's been used a bit. It's the sort you of know? acting where you can imagine it pausing and someone going, Let's stop. What's happened there? that uh, it, it seems like Audrey has broken Matthew's trust. And then the word just... trust comes up on screen, <laughs> like. <laughs> what is trust? And the, her reason is she's embarrassed about not being a big shot reporter and she wanted to be impressive and that's why she stole the tape. No, it's, it's good, it's valid. Like, if you're intimidated by someone's career, you take him down a peg, you get fired. <laughs> now you're a loser, like me. <laughs> <laughs> And mysterious French insurance man who's working for the French Secret Service, he kidnaps Matthew Broderick in a taxi cab. He's like, we we need one boffin yeah. who has got no skills to join us. Because he's overheard, basically, that they're not... The, the US government is too scared, it's too afraid of Godzilla's eggs, and they're not going to go do a secret strike on the eggs. Yep. And Broders thinks there's up to 12 eggs, which, as we all know, is an egg purchaser's dozen. That is a lot. <laughs> 
<laughs> the French Secret Service, Matthew Broderick, they want to find that damn nest. Meanwhile, Hank Azaria is also tailing them, so he's kind of seeing what's going on here as well. And you know what's going on here as well? Yeah. Looks like we're moving deeper underground. Yes. There's too much happening in this town bracket scene because Jamaraquai is playing. Oh. Which... I'll tell you something about Jamaraquai. Yeah. As a youngster, I probably wasn't the target audience for his music in the first place. But the man had a brand. Yeah. And those are the days when a brand could be a hat. And he got me on board and I'll always listen. I'll always listen. <laughs> Tip of the cap to you. Well, if he's on, you'll listen. You won't walk out the I just room. feel like people are like, oh, Kevin doesn't listen to any music. But I'll give Jamaraquai a look. He's earned it. He makes some good sound effects with his uh, with his hat, with his big... It's like if someone could say to me, like, all right, is this music objectively better than the Donkey Kong Country 2 soundtrack? Would Jamaraquai go, well, you know, let's hear him out. Yeah. We'll give it, you know, let's hear him out. We'll give it a listen. Right, can I ask you something? Yes. Was George Carlin in this film for a brief second in a slight cameo appearance? I did not notice. Let's have a quick oogly-woogly, shall we? I feel like he was in, like, a party at... I feel like he would have had to say something, like a quip, or say, like, fuck. I think he wasn't, (laughs) from what I can tell here. It may have just been... You've seen what is known as a background performer or artist. Who just looks a bit like George Carlin. All right, you know what? That's on that. No, that's on the extras casting director. They, they George should Carlin not. Type. <laughs> yes. Yeah. You know, I've literally been rejected from extras work before because they're like, no, 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 he's too distracted. And I'm like, all right, fair. You know, you don't want me. Like, too distracting. Right, Are you too like distinctive looking? Like people will, <laughs> people will think you're important if they see you in the background of a scene. But this guy's going to come up later. There was something I did. It was like a BBC drama reenactment of like some grisly killings that happened in like Manchester or whatever. And they shot a bit <laughs> down the Salford shopping centre. And I'm in the background like... Doo, 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 doo. <laughs> They're like, oh no, we can't have that because they'll think he's... <laughs> <laughs> like it happens like you ever happen on grand theft Auto or, or like red dead and you see something like their their hat's a little bit too interesting let's go give them right. a mosey like yeah. you know and before you know it you've killed them you know and luckily i no blood was shed here's the thing kevin you're destined to be a star that's your problem and you can't sometimes Damn you it. can't blend into the background because you've got too much Stupid star aura. power too much of a, a strong aura. I mean, I wish you were acting in this because the acting is uh, is is real bad. It's it's all really bad. And we've got no big dinosaur to distract us from no. peace here. No. So the French are going to break into Godzilla, basically. And the idea now that Audrey has <laughs> is that she's going to, <laughs> to heist. Yeah. Audrey's idea is that she's going to mend a broken heart with a hot scoop yes right because that will literally cauterize the wound if the scoop is hot enough okay yeah so she's gonna go with the animal aka hank azaria and they're gonna go and they're gonna break into godzilla as well and like she's got like a saucy french beret on for this bit as well like she's proper like you know like nancy drew investigates yeah, type yeah. Of situation it seems like you need a headpiece you need a lid if you're gonna go after godzilla <laughs> yes and you know fair play She's learned from Jamiroquai that sometimes your brand can be as much as a cool hat. You know, and a beret. Is a beret a hat technically, or is, it, is that incorrect to say? Where are my Milner's at? Oh, it's a, it's a hat. I, look, I don't want to step back into Sam Chaplin's controversy corner, but a beret's a fucking hat. Get over yourself. I, but I feel that's like saying that leggings are trousers, you know? It's like, yeah, it's the same. It's, it, it, it's covering the same area, but it is a fundamentally different garment we're talking about here. Oh... Uh, they're all hats. Forget it. They're all hats. Leggings are hats. They're all hats. Yeah. Let's see. 
I have gotten rid of music from my life. Sam has gotten rid of hats from his life. He's simply no time for hats. No. He, has, he, delete, he deleted 100 gigs of hats from his hard drive. No, uh, I think he's called uh, Philippe, Philippe the, the Frenchman. And his strategy to get through the barricade into the underground to find Godzilla is to let Matthew Broderick do the talking, but when he has to do the talking and he's got to do an American accent, again, it's this show-and-tell thing. He goes, like, basically goes, oh, thank you very much. And um, and that, that kind of pop out of me. Yeah. You know, I had a nice little t-shirt. Of, but then afterwards know? he says, uh, the Elvis Presley movies, he was the king. And I'm like, you don't, no, you don't, look, we, we, we uh, got it from you doing it. And I feel like that's there though for when dad goes, wait, what? You go, look, dad, look, see? And then in the, oh, it's like saving time for the middleman in the cinema, you know? Pulls up to the barricade, like, I've put on my blue suede shoes and I'd like to come through, please. Look, Sam, I, I'm not appreciating your cynical attempts to mock the inclusive nature of oh, this I'm movie's sorry. very, yeah. very plain dialogue. <laughs> <laughs> no one's left behind. And Zilla's in the tunnels. Who could have predicted that? Oh, it looks ropey underground. It, it yeah. does now. This is the worst it looks, I think. I mean, Animal's trying to get some good footage, and he I, I clearly gets some, but I'm surprised those two haven't died. A problem with that is, like... Much like Godzilla himself, mm. you know, we don't know if he's meant to be a good guy or a bad guy. The movie doesn't really commit either way. Yeah. The humans are pretty... I mean, Broderick is meant to be a good egg, and I think the French lad's meant to be a good egg. But, like, the media guys are, like, they're not quite baddies, but they're also, like, very much meant to be the annoying characters who make everything, like... like uh, you don't make anything easier. I, I don't know. Like, they're not meant to be, like, a stick in the mud or something like that. But, yeah. Like, I was sitting kind of going i don't care if hank azaria lives or dies and that was a weird no. way to be yeah look it's hard to care about most of these characters is the, is the issue oh i like the elvis one i like the elvis yeah. one. he's good yeah yeah that was good that was the thing that brought me on board so godzilla he's they, they now managed to get him out in the open we get a real real good look at godzilla this is a very shooty kaboomy scene, which means there's a lot of explosions, which means he gets lit up. It's the, Whoa. It's the same as last Whoa. time they shoot at him and he doesn't die and they've absolutely fucked it. But this time Godzilla does a very nice dive into the river. Oh, yes. And this is when they're like, don't worry, the Navy will get him. And I was like, wow, Godzilla versus the Navy. And ironically, this entire scene was Navy as well. It was very, very dark blue. <laughs> so you get to see the Navy take on Godzilla in a Navy zone, which could only work to their advantage, Sam. Well, you know, he gets shot at by torpedoes. They end up hitting their own submarine at one point. But finally, they try again with a torpedo underwater in the Navy color scene that we have. And bang! Target destroyed. R.I.P. Godzilla. We got him. Mission accomplished. Godzilla has been compromised. I'm here to announce an end <laughs> to combat operations against Godzilla on Manhattan Island. Yeah. He has been caught and compromised to a permanent end. Somber music for this as well, Sam. They yeah. were quite, like, tragic at this at this site. Not me, though. I was delighted because I thought that was it then. I was like, great, off we go. Nope. Job done. Fucking hour to go. Loads God more. damn it. So, Broderick and the gang, they come up through a destroyed Madison Square Garden. Now, I was thinking about the name Madison Square Garden. Yeah. And I was wondering if the stress is in the wrong place, like Manic Street Preachers, that it's not... I was trying to work out if it, is, if it is a square garden or if it is the Garden of Madison Square. Oh, it's the Garden of Madison Square, okay. yeah. that's an established thing, yeah. I, th I think, yeah, but 
I, I don't think it's like a particular phrase that has emphasis on one word. I don't think it's like Madison Square Garden <laughs> or Madison Square Garden. I think it's Madison, Madison Square Garden. Madison it's, uh, Square it's, Garden. It's said in the same way as MSG. You yeah. know, it, it all, it's all equal importance. But I just think know? of it as like, you know, like new builds, they just have the kind of rectangle <laughs> lawn. I just think that yeah. that's what I think of, a square garden. A square um, garden, I'll get nice, you started uh, up like. Give me know. a Madison, please. What's that? A square garden. That's what I want. I just want a neat square garden. And look, you may think, oh, Madison Square Garden, that's like, you know, that's a necessarily large structure to have in New York City. Think of the bees that it attracts. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it's huge. And Hank Azari, he's like, oh, man, he trashed the garden. Now I'm pissed. Because oh. I'm from New York. Where am I going to go see WrestleMania? Oh. You know, he's a... He's a proper New Yorker, this yeah. guy, and he's going around, and I'll tell you what, there's some big owl eggs here, and I don't mind saying, Sam, there's more than a clutch. And I feel like those eggs have paid a lot of money for those seats, because they... <laughs> <laughs> In their exclusive uh, VIP yeah. star zone, all these eggs, all the space around them. Mm. There's pretty much 10 minutes of non-stop... <laughs> Yeah. Burp. You know, it's it's a oozy, oozy sounding movie. Delivers a bit of gack and gunge here and there. We did have some slime earlier on in the movie, but it's more of an audio slime, which yes. is what we like to give you here on Cinema Swell, is, is an audio slime. They were that band that span off from Rage Against the Machine. <laughs> so, uh, the, the, the eggs are hatching. Ah, uh, now we're getting to what we really wanted to do. Someone liked the raptors bit from Jurassic Park, I think, Sam. <laughs> we got the Zilla babies. Yay! They're, they're cute, aren't they? They're eating all the no, fish. No, they're not. They're, no. they're ugly. They're absolutely gross. And you know what they look like as well? Because they're all kind of brownish green and like, Bleh, and they all yeah. congregate in large numbers, they look like visual representations of tooth decay, <laughs> you know, that you'd see on a, on a high-end advert. Like, these guys are going to come and get you. Or bad odours that will embarrass you in front of guests who use your toilet. Yes. They <laughs> <laughs> they ugly. They ugly. And oh, Frenchie tells Matt to go get help and get the military to bomb the fuck out of Madison Square Garden because we got to get rid of these eggs. Hey, someone don't like the Yankees, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. There's a there's a joke as Matthew Broderick's trying to get out of the building where he goes in the lift. Oh, is this when he kicks them? Oh, God, fucking And hell, the Sam. door opens and there's Godzilla babies with, like, bags of popcorn shut scoffing them and he's like oh. gremlins it's literally gremlins too they're doing here wrong floor and then he goes back down he can't get out and audrey and animal are now here they're all together the whole gang i mean you know what it is though there's one positive of this scene yeah which is teaching children the harsh life lesson of what may or may not happen if you go around smelling a fish yes don't don't go around smelling a fish you will get eaten by Zilla. A clutch of Godzilla. A real... Little, little Godzilla. Oh, Tone, this is where the Knicks get showered. I never thought I'd walk a mile in Danky Stadium. Oh, the oh. Rangers taking on the, the Sox here? Here? Tone, I ain't never been here before. All my life I lived in New York City and I always wanted to look at the locker of Mickey Mantle himself. Who'd have thought I'd be here in this? Your legs... 
one or two Swear New York God. bits. <laughs> you went too far here. Yeah. Too far. Too much. So they've got they've got to get a strategy for getting a message out to tell the army, the top army brass, to destroy the Madison Square Garden. And thankfully we can rely on the security team and the broadcasters and yes. the rangers who care more about Manhattan and her precious buildings than top army brass would any day of the week. They go to the broadcast booth and Nick gets to do his big speech saying, oh guys, we could be replaced by these lizards as the dominant species. He fucking changed his tune. Where where was all the fucking mouth agape with sparkly eyes? I'm going to kill you and your fucking heirs. Yeah. Every one of them. No, it's like they're coming over here eating our fish. All right. Okay. And I, I, Matthew Broderick, (laughs) will kill every one of your progeny. Last dying breath of a house. No loyalty or honour anymore. And him and Audrey have a little loving look at each other at like a romantic moment as they've they've done their big speech and they've no the no he, she got you fired mate like hold her well. in contempt you know she's done you wrong she's done you wrong i watched the godzilla animated series and she returns and her career in the media is often a source of conflict uh. for matthew broderick's team that works with Godzilla to stop other monsters oh. from attacking. Which is amazing that Saturday morning cartoon... That sounds so much more fun. So much more yeah. fun. Like, wow. Yeah. Wow, a thing. <laughs> Suicide Squad, but you've got Godzilla. Pretty much, like, with Godzilla, like, you know. I mean, fucking hell, as they're trying to get out of Madison Square Garden, the fact that they're tripping up all these babyzillas with, like, basketballs and gumballs from ball, the sweet machine. ball bearings. Yeah. Ball bearings, which are somehow a load-bearing plot device in most 90s blockbusters. Bearings shouldn't have bearing. They managed to... I mean, the, the French guy clears a path for them through the last bit of the arena. They make it out. Kaboom goes MSG. And we get a... bam A proper false finish. They're all kind of like... Yay! The end of Godzilla! Hooray! Again, all right. Credits. And I feel like anything negative I say about this movie needs to be balanced with, again, that I thought a lot of the Godzilla stuff was, like, impressive to see in its own right, in, yeah. in its context or whatever. But also, this, if I, I always judge when I'm watching wrestling, I'm like, well, if they got me and they made me think something was going to happen and something else happens, you've, I've been officially worked, as they say, so yes. job well done. And three times I thought this movie was over, and it wasn't, so I guess I owe it some sort of a grudging respect did you work yourself into a shoot over godzilla brother i absolutely did yeah. you know the big man came into the territory i thought <laughs> that he'd be would be going over so strong and uh, wouldn't you know they pulled the old switcheroo on me and godzilla alive and kicking yeah and the gang quite rightly run like fuck and the, the, they get in a taxi and it's like crazy taxi through the streets of new york i'll tell you what stuck with me all throughout my childhood and teen years and, and early 20s etc is the notion of using a big knife just to put into a cargo <laughs> yeah 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 like i thought that was a legitimate means of like all the times i see movies where they're like hot wire i'm like you just get a knife like, <laughs> just put a knife in the ignition no, a, a proper one a dagger a bayonet uh, go like sean renault it's fine there we go off we go i mean this is quite fun in a way the kind of driving yes. away from big godzilla uh, they drive up on his foot that is good i mean i think some of the bits where he was chasing them before they got in there it felt a bit samey at this point like i'd seen this already 
and you denied me it for around 55 minutes and yeah. I've seen it again. But the one thing about the car chase that particularly was grating was that it ended, like, if you watch this on mute, it's a lot more fun because there's an extended, you try to take the FDR expressway in New York City at this time of day. Are you kidding me? You got to go over on 21st Street and 9th. Yeah, and that all right. You did it once. That was it. Goes on, yeah, and yeah. on and on and on and on and on and on and on. Yeah, it's New York City. Traffic is <laughs> bad. You've cleared the traffic. There is no. Tra- it's blocks just drive in one direction, right? Yeah, yeah. You know what this all felt like? You know, if you go to like an arcade and you there's one of those big things that they've got two seats and you sit in it and it's a kind of experience that judges yes, you about a bit. Self-contained little. And zone, it's like a yeah. light gun game. This all felt like that. You know that. <laughs> It's fun, it's fun, but it felt but a little bit But if crosshairs appeared on, on Godzilla now and then, you wouldn't have been particularly surprised. No, no. And there's lines like, he's back, sir, Godzilla is alive, and it's like, you know. Okay. Reload! <laughs> <laughs> Continue! And you know as well, just, just to, put a, to put a bow on that, Sam, yeah, yeah. you know you're spending at least... Two pounds. Oh yeah, you're having another go. go. On that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a premium <laughs> experience. <laughs> They're told to lure Godzilla out into the open, and so they head to Brooklyn Bridge to trap him in a bridge. It's Godzilla's true foe is bridge engineering. So uh, I think the the thing that brought that arcadey feeling in mind was when they get literally their car gets like in the mouth of Godzilla and it's being moved around. I imagine you know yes. you get the seat shaking like whoa. I'm f- oh no, I'm going to fall out of Godzilla's mouth. I was let down. I thought there would be more ooze and slime. They, yeah. they were in the mouth. He basically gargled with them. I would have thought there would have been some sort of a... You want a you lot know? of disgusting slobber from Godzilla coming all down your taxi is what you want. I just think it's strange that there's been more slime in the Kenneth Branagh COVID-19 <laughs> Boris Johnson documentary, that I've, a drama that I've watched, than uh. this. Are you all right, John? Yes, do you want to spit in this cup? Yes, please. <laughs> but nothing here. It was a dry, a dry mouth. Maybe that's why Godzilla was so cranky. Yes. He, he just needed to have a fresh glass of water. You gotta be kidding me, man. We're in his mouth. And it's like, yeah, uh, okay, fine. Oh, you shouldn't be taking the mouth. Oh. You should be taking the esophagus, the <laughs> mouth when it's raining. Off Broadway and 46th Street. The bit where they drive out of Godzilla's mouth. I thought, you know, you know what, guys? Yes. Fair enough. If you're driving out of the mouth, that's good. Uh, I did like as well at one point when they were driving away after being eaten, Hank Azaria's character literally goes to Jean Renault. Oh, step on it, Mr. French. (laughs) For fuck's sake. Uh... They do end up getting him all tangled up in the cables, the poor lad. Yes. He's all stuck in the bridge. And tragic music kicks in as soon as he gets tangled. It's yeah. like, you know, if a baboon is stood in a boggy marsh in planet Earth, it's a sad thing. And what's weird is he gets all tied up in the cables of the suspension bridge and he's literally like, uh, Yeah. Anakin, I'm too weak. <laughs> and Matthew Broderick is actually like, Oh, no, girl. Come here. Shh, shh, shh. Yeah. And he has a proper, like, he looks into the monster's soul. And yeah. he's like, all right, boys, do him. All right, kill him. <laughs> kill him. Uh, yeah. Hit him again. All right, fuck him up. <laughs> yeah. Come on, lads. Bring it and home. And we literally see the light go USA, out of his eyes. USA. Like an old television. It goes, yeah. And then everyone's fucking popping beers. Hey. You did it. 
And the noise Godzilla makes when he dies, it did sound very like your impression from the first half. It went... <laughs> everyone's happy, everyone's hugging. Audrey, she got a hot scoop, so she's now a hot commodity in the journalism Ooh. space. She can leave her dodgy boss. And that no good mayor stuffing his face with candy and peanut butter is like, uh, how about we uh, say that I'm the mayor who killed Godzilla? And his, his assistant is a... It's like, you know what, Mr. Mayor? You should just take this job and up yours it. And he's like, what are you? You come here, you chowed ahead. And he reprises his role, the actor, for Mayor Ebert in the Godzilla animated series. He's the only cast member to return. So there you go. Incredible. He was not played by Don Vito from Viva La Bam, as I first (laughs) erroneously thought. Which is good, because we'd have to have a very awkward show otherwise. Um, and uh, Hank Azaria's tape has been lost, but Felipe, the French man, took it and will edit out all of the top secret French stuff and then send it back, and they're all mates. I'm so glad, because I was like, seriously, if they were going to do like, uh, oh, the, the lens cap was on the whole time. that You couldn't end on a downer like that. You know, that's no. too, too dispiriting. We're all celebrating, but then we're back in the flaming wreckage of MSG. Oh, we're moving deeper underground, is it? Too much happening in this town? And much like in my house, Kevin, there's just one egg left. And, uh... (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. And it hatches, and the little gods are going, and it just goes over the camera, and then we're like... We'll see you in Godzilla's 2. I mean, this was a great example of the hubris of Hollywood. Yes. And there's just something like, I I don't think I'm at the point, I think I ever will be, where I treat it as like a Godzilla. It's like, it's a fun thing for me, but I don't revere it. But I know and respect many who do. Yes. And I could see how this is like, this is one of the times, there's a lot of times when we do Cinema Swill, it's like kind of, I feel like people have worked themselves up into a flap about this to make content or whatever. Mm. But I genuinely feel that if Godzilla was really important to you, that this would be a kind of a, a miserable experience. And I think the reaction from Toho, which actually got the rights to this version of Godzilla, the design and have incorporated it into some of their movies in a not very flattering way down right. the line. Okay. Says, oh, they got their they got their revenge, so to speak. But okay. it kind of almost invigorated the, the franchise by default because it made them, when they made more Godzilla movies for the Millennium series that came out after this, it's like, right, we're going to fucking proper show you some real Godzilla. And some yeah. of my fave movies of the series from Toho came out around that time. So it kind of ruins the franchise, but also made them double down on themselves, I guess. Some of the best thing. media is made out of spite, I think, is yes. the thing. Yeah, Absolutely. I think it's a, it's a great this motivator whole, for art. <laughs> whole podcast, nothing but it. Nothing <laughs> <No>. but it. <laughs> Every day, Kermode podcast. Oh. No, uh, no, no, no. I need to separate that from the runtime, which I think was definitely like a, a huge long. factor in this. Versus, like, did I have fun at points? And I think I did have fun. Mm. But like, how did you get on with it? Like, it's your first Godzilla experience, which feels like a very dirty thing we've done all of a sudden. You didn't yes. have any of that baggage with it. So, no. Was it a hoot? It was a hoot in a kind of uh, schlocky way. Like, it was. It, look, I had fun, is what I will say. And I had okay. fun talking to you about this. And I had fun making fun of it. And I think it's the right kind of bad film, you know? It's not boring or unenjoyable no No, it it has a lot of stuff to point and laugh at yeah 
and it it has stuff that is like you know i mean the guy knows how to make a disaster movie whether or not you think they're of great artistic merit or not but it's like you know i can tell you my tick list of things i expect in a big budget disaster movie that is very late 90s in its Mm. flair and its tone and this pretty much ticks the box yeah but would i rather watch this or independence day i'd obviously rather watch independence day i guess you know yeah it's the humans who really let down this monster movie (laughs) <laughs> yes it is even though man is supposedly some sort of a great monster in himself yeah and look oh mate mate oh, godzilla's mate. a good guy he's just had a bloke he's had a few too many <laughs> and he's on the last he he had a bad lockdown yeah <laughs> yeah not like yeah. you yeah yeah he really had a tough time He's a good guy, you know. He's a good guy. I you know, tell you what, I'm really curious to see OG Godzilla. God, it's going to be a fucking change of pace. Let me tell yeah, you that. Which, I mean, honestly, imagine the movie as opposite as possible, yet still containing a giant lizard. <laughs> which, <laughs> which we will be watching. Just to clarify, just I, to clarify, we will be watching in the second part of episode episode ninety seven. Seven of Cinema Swirl, Swirl over at patreon.com forward slash Cinema Swirl. Yeah, Cinema Swirl. That that's where we'll be watching 1950s Godzilla and exactly, and that, then it'll get a star wipe rating and yeah. everything. But which Sam, this won't. This won't nope. because there's only one question we have to ask on this podcast, which yes. is: Are you going to flush it or are you going to scoop it out of the bowl? I had a good time and I had fun chatting about it, and I think it's a romp in a kind of haha this is a bit shit but we're all having a good time way is this officially unfairly maligned do you think officially can we say because uh, the reaction to this was like it was was poison it's not a good move uh, oh i don't know the answer i don't think it's got quite got the redemption story of it's better for different reasons like say batman and robin or the mario brothers movie has enjoyed yeah but it's not like an all-time like, oh, get it off the screen. It's so bad. No. Yeah. Eh. It's not super stinky. I think it's all right. I think the yeah. ac- the acting and the dialogue is appalling. Really bad. And it's obviously aimed at kids, which is okay. And the romance is naff. And the, That's the worst bit of it, Some yeah. of the CGI, now I kind of think about it, wasn't great. And the Godzilla... Look... I had, I, but I had fun, and I had fun talking about it. And I had fun watching it. It's no Cloverfield, Sam. Is no, that what you're but, me? <laughs> uh, but the, but the, but the t- this t- the tone of this was a bit of fun, you know, yeah, a yeah. bit of action, a bit of fun, and I think you need that sometimes. And uh, given the amount they spent on the marketing budget for this, I feel <laughs> like it, <laughs> and everything else, I I think scoop it out of the bowl. Scoop it out of the bowl. You heard it here first. <laughs> And now, let's go do a cinema swirl! Yeah! <laughs> 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 <laughs>